Simon Yarwood, mastermind of Uprising. Welcome to the Razor's Edge. Thank you very much. 50% of the mastermind of Uprising. I've got a very silent, very intelligent partner. I'm, I'm sure, yes. Yeah. So, yeah. so just as an introduction for anyone who doesn't know who you are, and I'm, I'm surprised if there are anyone who doesn't know who you are, but give us some sort of background as to your role at Uprising. Uh, yeah, I suppose it started from putting a few gigs on in uh, in and around Leicester, really, um, and then getting a really good relationship with the owner of the venue that I was using, mostly. Mm. And we just had a chat one day about hosting the Leicester region to Metal to the Masses. Uh, that then turned into where should we host the final, which then became let's do it at De Montfort Hall because it only holds 2,000 people. And uh, let's get some bigger bands in and let's turn it into a, a big event. And it, it kind of just conversation grew and grew. And we ended up in 2016 with our first uh, uprising. Yeah. And yeah, the uprising, a big, a big venue at um, De Montford Hall. You're now in obviously um, uh, the O2 Academy in Leicester as well, instead of yeah. the De Montford. Um, yeah. Uprising's a. A three-day event spanning two venues because you use the Firebug as well. So, for a newcomer, describe what they can expect from Uprising over the next weekend. Um, I think for most people, it gives you the it's the same feeling that you get at an open air festival. You know, when you 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 walk back in the gate and you see people you only see once a year or twice a year. Um, it's like that, but without the rain. <laughs> 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 that, 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 yeah, I like that. So, yeah, you know, we, we get a good crowd. The weather's always been kind to us, to be fair. And yeah. seeing, seeing the sort of groups of people that you would see um, in a field in, in August or, or June, um, yeah. you, you see the same little groups of people having the same conversations, the same enjoyment, that you, but in a, in a different environment, you know. So it, it's more than a, a long gig, which, you know... Uh, uh, an all day or a weekend event can often feel like a, a very long tiring gig. Yeah. Um, it absolutely has never had that atmosphere around it. It's, it's had a festival feel to it. We've never called it a festival. Yeah. Um, but we like the fact that other people refer to it as one. Fair enough. Um, yeah. so, so Uprising was hit pretty hard during the pandemic. So obviously both the last years haven't really happened. You did have, um, this is not an uprising last year, the smaller event, but you did have yeah. an uprising. So uh, how difficult was it for you to keep the the, the not festival going over, over the last two years? Yeah, um, I mean, we made a decision right at the start of the pandemic, really, to to not host in 2020. Yeah. Um, and I think, yeah, that was in retrospect, it was the right decision, you know, watching other events sort of try and, and then have to stop last minute. Yeah. Um, so, so we definitely did the right thing in 2020. We we thought, you know, by the start of 21, that 21 would be safe, especially with us being September. You know, yeah. there'd be a lot of events that would have come and gone by then. Um, but as the year went on, it it started to look a little little bit dubious. You know, people were still very hesitant to leave the house. That there was still a lot of restrictions in place. Um, even if it's just for travel to get somewhere, you know, let, let alone the venue when you get there. Yeah. Um, so we didn't want to do nothing. People have been waiting a long time. So we, we chatted to a lot of the bands on the bill 
we had a little jig around with you know the weekend and uh, we still put something on you know for people that really that had held on to a ticket for forever and a day to be honest yeah. you know so and, and that was nice you know it was it was kind of coming out of out of the summer um there's a little bit more freedom um but again the, the bigger events seem to be struggling at that time and i, I think again it, it was probably the right thing to do yeah you know, it's, it's just it's just been a roller coaster of decision making forward planning really and, and we're not alone in that you know any type of event music or otherwise it, it's been an absolute nightmare yeah absolutely yeah. So, so it's another solid lineup you've got booked this year uh, and you, to be fair, you managed to book solid lineups year in, year out with Uprising. Um, so how hard is it to create uh, curate a festival, Bill? Um, it's difficult when you start because you have to build trust. Yeah. So if if you wanted some kind of insight, I guess, if you've got a, a big agent with a lot of bands, you start off with the, the bottom tier. Yeah. You know, and they're kind of almost testing the water with you with, with you know, the, the, the lower tier of bands. And year on year, you kind of climb that ladder a little bit and gain a little bit more trust. Yeah. You know, move up to the agent that's got the next tier of bands. Nobody wants to look an idiot in, in any um, in, industry. Yeah. Uh, None more so, I guess, than, than the, you know, the, the metal industry. Nobody wants to put their band on an event that is, is a hash, you know, yeah. that isn't ran properly um that doesn't look after the the bands so it you you, you really do have to earn, earn your stripes to, to be honest you know it's you, you could have all the money in the world but without the without the industry knowing who you are and trusting your ability that the money is irrelevant you'll never get the booking that you want so yeah. you know since 2016 we have been just building that that trust really with with agents with you know press as well yeah, uh, you know, I've said to to Emma, our, our press lady, you know, even the press currently, <clears throat> I feel, are scared to shout about something because nobody wants egg on the face. Yeah, you know, so for you, for instance, could be going, you know, this is Simon, this is on the weekend, this is amazing, and tomorrow we go, oh yeah, we're cancelled. <laughs> yeah, and, and everybody looks stupid, don't they? Yeah, Not yeah. none more than the person who's put the name to shouting about it. Yeah. So the, the trust from from everybody, from your customers. From the press, from the agents, you know the bands. It, it, it's it's trust, and you need to be at an event that people trust. Yeah. So, so when it came to putting the lineup together this year, obviously you've had some acts roll over from from the past two years. Yeah. But how do you go out go about fleshing out that bill? Uh, we've always wanted a mix. We, we've always wanted a mix. We've never really wanted to go. You know, this is a death metal festival. This is a black metal festival. This is a a goth festival or or a or a party rock festival. <laughs> so we try to balance across the weekend really enough of each genre to to appeal to a diehard genre specific fan, but with enough other things that would perhaps interest them. Yeah, uh, to still make the weekend look viable. So we we sort of. Each day has to have a little bit of something, yeah, to appeal. You know, so there's got to be two bands on Friday that appeal to somebody. There's got to be out of the what eleven or twelve on the Saturday. There's got to be five bands that appeal to you, and a couple that would take a punt on. Uh, and again on the Sunday, 
and then and then look over the whole weekend and go, well, you know what? I'm going to go to Leicester and spend the weekend there because Friday's a nice night out with some good bands on. I yeah. want to see most of Saturday and Sunday's worth hanging around for. You yeah. know, so we, we we try different things. You know, we've tried this year maybe going a little bit further with the headliners for the Friday and Sunday than we may have done in the past. Yeah. You know, to try to make the weekend itself more uh, more appealing, you know, rather than just the Saturday or just the Friday or just the Sunday. Fair enough. So it, it's fun. It, it's fun. Yeah. So do you have any bucket list bands that you either want to book in the future or or you have already booked? Um, well, there's always bucket list bands, isn't there? You know, I, I want... Uh, I, I want the legend bands, you know, we, we've tried every year, you know, we've, we've had Hell, um, we've had, yeah. you know, Primordial this year, you know, with, with Orange Goblin, and, you know, I, I love all those bands. Um, you know, we want Saxon, you know, we want Metallica, <laughs> you know, yeah. we, we, want, we want what everybody else wants, um, yeah. just like everybody else does. And, and again, you, you've got to prove your worth, really, with the people that look after those bands. So I'm, I'm sure, you know, in, in time, We'll grow to a to a level where you know we, we can be you know sat alongside damnation or uh, yeah. you know th- those sort of level events. Fair enough. So so is there anyone on the bill this year that stands out for you personally? Obviously, I I picked mine yesterday and um, that you thankfully shared. But is is there anyone on the bill for you that stands? Yeah, out? well, it's, I mean, it's it's always going to be cage fight for me. Um, I, I think you know to um, I, I know Nick anyway, the drummer, so I've known him for years. Um, to see that band come together and somebody who's from such a, a, a technical background to just go, you know what, I'm, I'm going to put a band together and, and I'm going to enjoy it. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I really want to see that. I haven't seen them yet other than on video, obviously, and um, that, that's probably my highlight. Um Nice to see Famine and Firebug. I think that's going to be nice and groovy and uh, probably quite enjoyable after internal conflict raised the place to the ground in, in their own way. Um, Sunday, I played years ago with a band called Mordecai. Yeah. Um, so we've got the reincarnation, you know, in Kane, and you know, I, I've not seen not seen the guys for years really. So on a personal level. I'll book bands just to get friends back into the room that I haven't seen for a long time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Saturday cage fight is probably a personal um, highlight for me. So hopefully I'll get 10 minutes in the room while they're playing without some something dragging me away. Orange Goblin, I've played with them in the past. Yeah. They're always good fun, whether it's on stage or in the dressing room. You know, they're, they're just good people to be to be around and to host them, um, you know, is, is, is nice. Yeah. Enforced again, you know, to, to grab a band from the USA. We've done it in the past with Barbed Wire Dolls. Yeah. Things fall into line, and it's just nice to be looking for a band when they're looking for a, a gap to fill and be able to be the person that fills that gap. Absolutely. So, for instance, if you were looking to go and see Enforced this year, you know, there's probably three, four small venues that they're playing in, or the main stage at the O2 Academy in Leicester. Yeah. You know, so it's nice to give that band that, that, that position, you know, while they're on the tour. Yeah. And you and you give them as an example, as you just said, from a club venue to play in the yeah, exactly. Yeah. Giving them that yeah. big stage for that one date on the tour, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And hopefully they appreciate 
you know that opportunity as much as we're thankful that you know we, we've got them on on the on the bill. Yeah. So I want to touch on other festivals, and obviously we've seen Manifest fall in in recent weeks. And uh, I, I was hearing rumours at the weekend that Download struggled with ticket sales, and it, there's similar rumours that Bloodstock are struggling at the moment. So. You, you put out a statement yourself on social media a couple of weeks ago su- su- suggesting ticket sale issues, but saying uprising would go ahead anyway. So how yeah. tough has it this year been to sell tickets? Uh, I think no different to anybody else. Every sale is a slog. You know, it feels like it feels like one at a time. And I'm sure that's the same from download hmm. downwards, you know, and I, I feel for Manifest and I feel for all the other events that have, that have had to cancel. I'm not saying that they've cancelled on ticket sales. You know, that isn't what I'm saying, what, whatever the reasons may be. And we, you know, don't get me wrong, we've spent the last couple of months scratching heads and trying to decide between myself and Matt what uh, what the best plan is. And we decided that the best plan is, is open honesty and... Um, to, to ride it, you know, whatever the financial outcome is, it, that isn't on the customer. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's, not, it's not a ticket buyer's responsibility that they, they're not there, they shouldn't feel any guilt, they shouldn't feel any pressure or, you know, be forced into thinking that they've got to come or buy a ticket. Our job is to, is to let people know that, you know, we're here to stay. Yeah. And if we lose... A hundred pound, or a thousand pound, or ten thousand pound—that's irrelevant to a customer. The customer wants to know that we say we're happening. We're happening. I yeah. buy a ticket. The door's open. They have a great time. This is happening next year. These are the bands. It just—it's it's a confidence thing for me, and and that's yeah. worth, you know, whatever it costs us. Yeah, absolutely. So, I've asked this same question because I've chatted with Wayne before, long before Manifest eventually yeah. fell and I, I've chatted with the guys from Dominion as well so the festival market is very oversaturated now and there's, there's a lot of smaller scale festivals popping up alongside your more established ones so as well as, as well as the likes of the pandemic and obviously a cost of living crisis how much do you think that oversaturated market has hit you and other festivals this year uh yeah good question um that yeah there's too many but I think anybody that puts an event on of this size will say the same thing. Uh, if I, from a customer's point of view, give me more because I can choose exactly which ones I want to go to yeah. without having to think about what effect that has on the ones that I don't go to. Yeah. Um, and I think by seeing events fold, that is proof that there are too many. Hmm. You, you know, choice is great, but I'd rather have a... I'd rather have a, a smaller choice of a better event than a large choice of things that may or may not happen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, our, our aim is, is to be one of those events that you can trust. You know, that, download's going to happen if it sells a million tickets or 100,000 tickets or 50,000 tickets. It's not going to disappear one year because they've not sold out. Yeah. You know, the Bloodstock's blood stocks got a, a, a point where, you know, they, they're, they're happy. They don't need to sell out. I wouldn't have thought, you know, nowadays to to open the doors. And if they have a poor year, all it means to a punter is you've got a bit more space to walk around. You know, there's no nothing yeah. changes from from where you stood in that field. We've got a, we've got a similar outlook, you know, in, in that if you're 
you know, if you come in, it shouldn't change. It shouldn't change for you. Yeah, it's on us as organisers to to ensure that that's you know exactly the case. Yeah, and does that oversaturated market as well affect booking? Are you going and trying to get bands and they can't do it because they're committed to other festivals and things like that? Yeah, I, I think this year what we found is, I mean, a lot of our top end of our lineup, you know, we we booked two years ago. Yeah, and and it's carried on, and I think for us, you know, if, if I'm completely open. It's it's then seeing those bands then appear on other I- I events, you know, later in the year, and what you felt was, mm. you know, almost an exclusive because they suddenly and you know I'll be doing the same can get out there earning money and playing again. They're yeah. going to do exactly that. So you know, our lineup two years ago may have been wow, well, you, you know, and then two years later I'm looking thinking yeah, but they're playing here and they're playing there, and you know, that, that's a shame. <laughs> yeah. and I'm not big enough to tell them that they can only play for me because that's like five times the fee. Yeah, you know, because we pay for the four events that we don't want them to play. Uh, yeah, so there's um, there's 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 only so many bands, I guess, and if you fill an event with less popular bands, then you sell less tickets. Yeah. So there's, there's always a, a core of bands that every event organizer is going to want to pick. Um, a handful from and then build around that you know so uh, that that core is it you know it's finite I guess yeah so I talk to a lot of promoters around the country and it's not just festivals being hit by slow ticket sales just your normal gigs are as well and it seems that fans are reluctant to buy tickets until the last minute in case there's a cancellation but then because of slow ticket sales bands are pulling out so What do you think we can do in the current climate to, to break that cycle? Um, you know, I, I don't I don't think it's 100 percent on not buying a ticket in case it cancels because I mean there's still there's still COVID. Mm. Okay, so um I, I could have a ticket for uprising and test positive on Thursday. Yeah. Now, would would I want to go and mingle with a, hundreds of people and possibly pass it on? Probably not. Yeah. So I think, you know, yes, I understand it. A lot of people won't buy a ticket until they know 100% that event is going to happen. They don't want to lose the money or they don't want to have the hassle of getting the money back. I mean, to be fair, the ticketing companies we use, it's an automatic refund. You know, there's no email us and we'll sort it out in a few weeks or six months' time. It's cancelled, money back. You know, it's it's that simple. Um, But there are other things, you know, people do have to make the money go further than they did you know a year ago everything's changed and you know it might be a case of if, if i haven't got covid on thursday and the trains are running and uh, you know my bonus came through work and my company hasn't gone bus that i work for yeah i'll be, I'll be going to that event at the weekend yeah, yeah so i think it's, i think it's more than just the faith in the event all yeah. we can do is give them the faith in the event and then let everything else fall into place around it really fair enough but yeah but, but yeah every event that cancels my head just drops into my hands because i think that's that's a little bit less faith in ours you, you know and, yeah. but not not just ours but all the ones that are left that, that yeah. are trying yeah and i suppose yeah. if dropping will potentially move punters onto yourself where they were going somewhere else not yeah, that maybe. Looking at it like that but. Yeah. yeah but you know you, yeah it, it's 
I like to think people still want to get out, you know, and if we're if our doors are open, hopefully they'll come and spend the weekend with us. So so away from Uprising itself, you, you obviously you're very heavily um involved with Metal to Masses in Leicester. And I'm chatting yeah. to Connor from Conjurer um on Thursday. So okay. they came through your metal to the masses. What 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 does it feel like for you? having sort of nurtured that band early on to see the success that they're they're well, having Tim, let, let's be honest Tim they didn't need any nurturing did they <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean uh, they, they went they entered in um, Wolverhampton the year before 2015 yeah and uh, I, w- I was judging the the region at the time hmm. and I, I can't remember I can't remember why they didn't go into the final it, it may have been a, a logistical or availability um I'm sure it, it definitely wasn't a judge's decision um mm. as to why they didn't make the final yeah, I, I, I really can't remember but yeah they, they came to leicester you know the following year and they just kind of sauntered through the competition really yeah you know, swinging the sticks and picking the trophy up at the end of it that yeah. they, they were always going to go from strength to strength it, it was never it was never not going to happen you know yeah. and um yeah, that to me that's they're still a win for me yeah, you know, signing to the blast and everything. It's like, well, you know, they, they did that off walking off the the month at all stage. Yeah, you know, that's, that's that's the start of the journey almost. So yeah, I'll I'll, I'll take a win wherever I can, and hopefully not the last one either. You know, absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. And will we ever see Kundra back with yourselves on the uprising stage? Yeah, I'd like to think so. Um, we have tried to get them back into Leicester a couple of times since. Um, you know, but uh, I mean, the last couple of years have been dead for everybody anyway. But uh, yeah, never say never. I, I think they, uh, I, I think they should come and show us how much they've improved. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <Yeah. then. laughs> I think that's that's plain for everyone to see how good they are at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah so, so just before we go, uprising is just a couple of days away now. Do you want to give? the tickets and the festival a plug for anyone who listens on on thursday when we publish this and and um thinks about coming to the event at the weekend uh, yeah so it looks a bit like this <laughs> look at that look does that, does that fill the screen yeah yeah that's filled the screen yeah perfect yeah yeah so uh gigantic.com forward slash uprising dash tickets or just go on gigantic.com and type in uprising tickets will come up it's 25 quid uh 28 bands friday at firebug saturday at o2 academy leicester both stages sunday at firebug upstairs venue and downstairs so two stages running um loads of friends loads of people nice beer nice food nice people yeah bargain excellent so um simon it's been a pleasure this evening thank you for spending yeah, time Thank you, mate. Thank you very much. Cheers. We'll see you on Saturday. Okay, you will. Thanks for listening. Make sure you keep up to date with future episodes by subscribing to our channels. For more information on this podcast, or for all the latest music news, reviews, interviews and more, head over to our website, www.theraisersedge.rocks.com.